0: What's up, Channing?
1: What's going on, my Chanin. fellow Blazer fans? You got you got Robbie, <laughs> an updated and large version of Trevor Ariza ready for the league. And he's young Let's still too.
2: He's exactly, in his something. he's in the prime of his career. Exactly that's what I'm saying. We just took Trevor Ariza back 8 years, baby. So that means you got, So that means you only have a second round pick now. I, I that's what I that's
1: I'm dude, we have enough young guys to develop?
2: Do right. You know who else was a second round pick, Shannon
0: Gary Trent? <laughs>
1: Let's go.
2: If you want to give me another Gary Trent, go ahead. Who would we'll, we'll probably obviously get into this later, but you already probably have in mind who they'll pick. But so this episode's going to be mock draft, but since uh, right, are we There's doing a mock-
1: lot going on? There's a lot going on. Hey,
2: we're gonna do some
1: news and then a yes. the mock draft.
2: First, Joan is going to react to a little bit of news because there was. A c- one or two trades today, one yeah. or two big, big transactions. It, every it started. So it started off with Chris Paul. Um, yeah, Chris Paul going to the Suns, correct?
0: Well, that the first trade. If we're just going to take it in chronological order, was I was just Jan- talking about today. Oh, just today. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris Paul was the second today. The first of today was actually Bruce Brown to the Nets for Jan and Musa and a 2021 second-round pick. Correct. Which I liked that trade quite a bit for the Nets. Didn't understand it for the Pistons. But for the Nets, definitely, Brown will be a rotation player. Probably as soon as he lands in Brooklyn, he'll be the best defensive player in the Nets' backcourt. So I think that was a win for them. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand it from the Pistons' perspective, letting go of a young player who played quality minutes for them and seemed to be on a positive trajectory. I don't really think the second round pick makes it worth it from a Detroit perspective.
2: Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And
0: then yesterday we had a very interesting trade, which was Oklahoma city sending Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. Wait,
2: that actually went through. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Sick.
0: Yeah. Dennis Schroeder to, to the Lakers for Danny green and a first round pick. And, Shannon, do you want to open us up on this one? The Dennis Schroeder trade? What would you say? I said, do you want to lead us off um, with your thoughts on the Dennis Schroeder trade?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's... Okay, wait. The Thunder got what? Danny Green?
0: Yep, Danny Green Thunder? and the 25th overall pick. Okay, 28th yeah. 28th so, overall pick.
1: Uh, I don't really know what... Thunder want to do with that I don't really know I don't really feel like that gives them a whole lot Um, I think it's fantastic for the Lakers I think Dennis Schroeder is the perfect point guard to play with LeBron Mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis because he is um, he's the third head to the dragon in a super casual way because he's slept on he's super super slept on he's super aggressive great shot creator he's like one of those like scrappy guys you know what I mean like he is like I said this to Jonah earlier. He he like has a similar play style to LeBron in that he's that shot creator, but it's not in like a it's not in like a ball dominant Russell Westbrook type way. No. Like he fits into a team well. He he fit into a team with that was ran by CP3 perfectly. Like he doesn't have to be like head honcho, you know what I mean? So I think he's a perfect point guard
2: pickup. Yeah, and that. he'll play he'll try hard on defense too, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I unfortunately think i'm gonna to have to disagree slightly with your guys opinions i like dennis Schroeder from a basketball standpoint i definitely think that um a backup creator was something the thun or the lakers kind of lacked especially when you consider i don't really think anybody's counting on rondo to give us a repeat of that playoff performance and now it's rumored that he's not even coming back to the lakers so i do think backup um backup uh point guard was a hole and the lakers definitely filled that my question is is it worth it to give up danny green i know it was very much in vogue especially amongst lakers fans to kind of be a danny green pessimist after his shooting was during the playoffs but he was still a very solid player for them probably aside from lebron their best defender
1: on the wing um that's true, but I've... Is my mic, like, picking me up? Like, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you okay. it sound beautiful. Uh, I just... They have, like... that. He was one of the premier wing defenders of that team, but they have such a strong defense. I don't feel like it'll expose them as much as it would other teams. Like, if... Um, Let's say we let's say the Blazers had Danny Green. If we lost Danny Green after having him, it would be an enormous hole for us because we would depend on him so much more than I think the Lakers do. And yeah, they might be sort of weak on that wing defense, but they also have Anthony Davis who can slide over and step in front of guys. And they have so much length down low and getting to the shots might be hard, but I don't think it'll expose them as much as it would other teams.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sort of brings me to my primary concern <laughs> with this trade, which isn't necessarily the loss of Danny Green, but the opportunity cost of trading him. And that sort of feeds into one of my bigger c- concerns, which is just what I would describe as the overall laziness that I've seen out of Rob Polinka ever since he took the reins of this Lakers team. Like, um, so just the way I like to think about it is, I don't think Danny green is going to finish the year in a thunder uniform I think they're yeah, gonna be, me either. I think they're going to be able to find some team to at the very least give them expiring salary and a couple second round picks maybe if not a first round pick mm-hmm. and so I just have a hard time believing that there isn't one team in the NBA who the Lakers could have traded Danny green for and gotten a couple expiring contracts and maybe a couple or maybe a second round pick. And then they could have taken yeah, I think those that's expiring fair. contracts and traded them to OKC and sort of turned it into a three-team deal. And Rob Polinka didn't do that. And instead, he kind of let the Thunder win this trade twice because the Thunder got a first-round pick for Schroeder. And now they're going to get even more assets when they trade Danny Green. So oh, okay. I, I kind of think Rob Polinka may have undercooked this trade idea yeah so, that
1: is a little lazy i mean because like danny green's a guy who fits on any team so it's not hard to find people who want to add him to the roster you know he's kind of that same robert covington type of player yeah, who if you absolutely. don't know was recently added to the Portland
0: Trail Blazers. and that even brings me back to last summer when i thought um polinka well i guess two summers ago now where i thought polinka did an absolutely terrible job of negotiating the Anthony Davis trade. And I think the through <laughs> line, I think the through line between these two trades is yes, they're bad negotiating, but I think they're going to help the on-court product in Los Angeles. Yeah, But I just think Palenka gave up so much stuff to new Orleans when it was confirmed that Anthony Davis not only wanted to leave new yeah. Orleans, but wanted to sign with the Lakers if he hit free agency the next year. So the Lakers, the Lakers just, had so much leverage in that situation. And yet they still basically let David Griffin and the Pelicans name their price for Anthony Davis. I just think Rob Polinka is probably one of the worst negotiators in the NBA, but I yeah. mean, he won a championship. So, yeah. Facts. So I guess we already touched on the uh Nets Pistons trade. So I guess that takes us to Chris Paul. <laughs> to the Phoenix, uh, oh.
2: Yeah.
0: For Kelly. Yeah. Oh, right. Was it just that? No, for Kelly Ubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, and a first round pick, which I love stuff like this, where it's one of the most heavily protected first round picks I've ever seen. Top twelve protected in two thousand and twenty-two, turns into top ten protected in twenty-three, turns into top eight protected in twenty-four, turns into unprotected in two thousand and twenty-five. So I guess that's not that heavily protected, just a very creative construction on that
2: pit protection. Dang, bro, they're getting a lot of things, dude. Bro. One man.
1: I was watching Jalen Lecque highlights. Nasty, yeah. absolutely nasty, dude. He's got he's got some hops for yeah, some explosion, kid. super sneaky explosion, yeah. bro. He's coming down yeah. the court like taking one step past the free throw line, just yeah, crazy. And-
0: if there's a team that can appreciate like an raw athletic kid like that, I feel like it's the thunder. They definitely. And so, yeah, I guess I'll lead us off this time. I love the fit of Chris Paul on Phoenix. They want to compete this year. They want to compete as soon as possible. And this is definitely a move that will allow them to do that. I think they're immediately probably the favorite for a seven or eight seed in the Western conference, I guess. My main concern is I saw a lot of potential for them to add a point guard at some point during this off season. Um, and potentially a point guard who not only uh, is younger than 34, but is possibly on a timeline that would fit better with Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre, Aiden, Devin Booker. I'm just worried that the Phoenix Suns, might be sh- shooting their wad a little bit prematurely here by adding a veteran point guard to a team that has such a promising future. I mean, you look at Fred VanVleet, who they could probably afford in free agency, Killian Hayes, who will m- most likely or could possibly be available with their pick. Like, I Chris Paul will definitely maximize their potential for the season, but is Not that longer. trade worth it?
1: Yeah, that's what I was confused about too. Because like obviously they're not like they're not gonna compete this year, you know. But yeah. like five years from now, you keep developing Devin Booker, Aiden, all these guys, all these young guys. Like they might be able to. Yeah. But yeah. Chris Paul is not gonna be around in five years.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you're kind of limiting your upside by this year. You're, you're kind of maximizing your floor this season, and maybe limiting your upside five years from now, which is what I would be most focused on, and I for what it's worth, I have no idea what's going on in Phoenix. Like for all we know, like Devin Booker could be telling the front office, like telling James Jones that he's going to want to leave if they don't like make the playoffs in the next couple of years. So maybe it's more of a high leverage, high pressure situation than we understand it to be. But if they're content just to develop as a young team, I kind of, I would have liked to see where that was going instead of, adding chris paul
1: yeah i mean maybe kind of like kind of just like a culture shift to like kind of get booker and these other guys into kind of like the winning mindset you know what i mean just kind of learn what it feels like to win a little bit absolutely so that when chris paul moves out of there it's not because like if you add a young point guard like if you add fred van vliet i i, I don't say i'm like yeah they're making the playoffs for sure
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's yeah. it's hard to get over that hump with all young guys you know what i mean
0: Definitely, yeah. That's a good point too. Just the culture setter.
2: Kellen, do you have any thoughts about this trade? I mean, I don't know. I like it, but definitely, like you said, it's not. It's more. It's a definitely a win now kind of move, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, what else? What else was there today?
0: Well, let's hop on to the Milwaukee Bucks who acquired Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, I don't know how. Is- up a treasure trove that included three draft picks, two pick swaps, <laughs> George Hill and Eric <laughs> Butzo. And keep in mind the majority of these picks will convey um at a time where it's far from guaranteed that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a member of the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um yeah, damn, that's bro. that's sketchy for them because right now I don't feel like the Bucks need picks, but if, if Giannis gets up out of there, you know, you gotta build something new. Yeah. But um George Hill's kind of a big loss. He was pretty good this year.
0: I agree. I think that's an underrated part of this trade. George yeah. Hill was nice
1: for him. Yeah, but damn, dude, Drew Holiday, I think is such a good fit for to play yeah. with Giannis. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like you take the defensive soundness of Bledsoe and you add more offensive capability which is what Bledsoe lacked and they can you go through
2: what the trade
0: was again yeah so we don't know what the five picks are or three picks and two swaps excuse me um so it's just three picks and two swaps which are like we just like I said we don't know what they are and then Eric Bledsoe and George Hill for Drew Holiday
2: dang okay yeah, that's sick, dude. Drew Holiday is so freaking good.
1: I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see Drew Holiday move out of um, New Orleans. Yeah, and I pretty much
0: agree with Channon. like, the Bucks definitely mortgaged their entire future. Like, if Giannis and Holiday leave this year in free agency, <laughs> it's going to be a very dark decade for the Milwaukee Bucks. But I do think like Giannis is a back-to-back MVP, the best player they've had since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like they've got to maximize their chance. Yeah, to they got to the do this year. And I think I haven't really had a chance to think it through. But I've got to imagine. I think right now I'd probably take them as my favorites to win the championship. Yeah, I think yeah. this trade makes them a great team.
1: I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if the rumors about the Nets have like played into this to this trade at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they like yeah. kind of saw the whispers and they're like, Dude, we we got to make something happen. Like maybe they had like had this like drawn up and they like were just kind of like thinking about it. And then when they saw that, they're like, yeah, we got to.
0: Yeah, like, which thank you for reminding me. My other outtake of this trade: the Pelicans have Karis Levert, Jared Allen, and Spencer Dinwiddie, as well as all their future first round picks. They could have easily beat this Bucks offer if they wanted to and i wonder why they didn't what could they have been holding on to those assets for wait what do you mean i'm just saying like I got maybe confused. maybe a potential james harden trade in the works
2: Wait, are you talking about the nets yeah yeah okay
0: oh yeah 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 but yeah who did i say
2: you said the pelicans
0: i think oh the pelicans oh sorry yeah i meant and the then nets.
1: and then i was like wait did the nets trade happen or something i was oh, so no.
2: i was so no, confused my your guy, yeah,
0: I meant
1: the Nets. Yeah,
2: the Nets yeah, could have yeah.
0: beat the the Nets could have beat the Bucks' offer for Drew Holiday. They didn't, so maybe they're keeping their powder dry. If
2: Bro James Harden talking, so, is, so is the James Harden thing? Would that get ha- that happen this year?
1: Yeah, yeah, bro, he declined two year like what hundred ten million or something like that. He, he declined, declined getting 50 million a year. Yeah, the first player ever. So he's he's out of there,
2: dude. He's sealed He's out dude. of there, bro. It's crazy. We were just talking about Houston. We were like, oh, James Harden's not leaving yet. You Katie, know? Kyrie, James Harden. Yeah, that's, that's probably a scary. That's a scary, scary. And then you have like Karis Levert coming
1: off the I, bench. I don't know how a winner emerges, bro. There's so many good teams, yeah, and then you, and impressed. then you
2: obviously have the Heat, which is crazy, yeah, bro. <laughs> the Celtics, yeah, yeah. yeah the Celtics are stacked.
0: I don't see the Heat really making no nah. stronger of a push.
2: Really, because um, last time didn't you? Because last time we were talking about this, like Channing was like, the Heat are there too, man. Like you never well, know. Because well, we, I was talking about how the Nets, because looking at their roster, yeah. it's kind of scary.
1: Well, yeah. that was that was pre-James Harden whispers and pre-Holiday. <laughs> and I mean, Kar-
0: Karis LeVert's going to be a part of any package Brooklyn constructs mm-hmm, for yeah. James Harden. So. He's kind of going to be a sunk cost if we start considering Harden as a net, but mm-hmm. it still is, I'd watch every good Brooklyn player, Nets. Yeah. I'd watch all of their games. They'd be the most entertaining team that I can ever think of And So I guess we might as well get to the big kahuna. <laughs> Robert Covington to Portland for Trevor Ariza and two first round picks. Chan and what are your, your thoughts?
1: Portland here? Trailblazers, like I said, I think, so I think it's clear that The goal here is to keep going off of the two-headed dragon of Dame and CJ. We're not going for a third star. We're going for complimentary players who can help them out. And I think that's a good move because we still have, we have other fantastic ISO players. We have Mello. I think Rodney Hood is a fantastic mid post player. He's got good Mm -hmm. size and he's strong at his position. And now we add this player who's lights out shooter, premier defender, I think I think that's an absolutely perfect move. Um, I I prior to this I was thinking that I, I kind of wanted to add that third star presence, but I'm happy with this and I think um, I think it makes sense.
0: And the opportunity cost of trading the pick, I don't think it's too high. No, because I know the rumors have been flying that Neil Olshay's favorite prospect in this draft is Jay Scrub, who will, on all likelihood, be available with our second round pick number forty six. So I think the Blazers can sort of have their cake and eat it too in that sense. I'm going to be very anxious to see what the protection is on our 2021 pick we give up. But if it's anything like above top 10 protected, if it's top 10 protected, if it's lottery protected, I think this deal is a no-brainer for the Blazers.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I was so excited about getting Trevor Ariza and like obviously in the back of my head, it was like, he's old, you know, like he's not the same player he has been. But this is like what I wanted Trevor Ariza to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, probably one of the one of the better defenders at the forward position. Yeah, I'd say he's
1: day. one of the one of the best, if not the best, just like role playing three and D guy in the league right yeah, now. Absolutely. And I remember we watched him play when he was in Minnesota yeah. In Portland. Yeah.
2: Yes, sir. Um, when when you say like trade protect, when you say like protected pick or whatever, is it does everything just depend on how well the blazers do or how well the other team does because like how does that work
0: yeah so basically if a pick is top 10 protected if the blazers pick is in the top 10 they get to make the pick and if it's 11 through 30 the rockets get to make the pick mm. and that's i dope don't that you can do that yeah i don't know if it's going to be top 10 protected i don't know what the protection is going to be but got yeah, it. that's sort of the idea with it
2: Oh, okay yeah i have no idea but yeah that's a good pickup he's so good dude Yeah. But, yeah, the poor poor Rockets. It's so
1: funny, dude. It's so funny. We were just talking about them, dude, and so much has changed. Like, they absolutely fell apart in every possible way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, like, I feel like like pieces might continue to move. Like, I feel like there's teams who might want to sign a player like PJ Tucker. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially... I think he's a, yeah, he's an expiring contract this year. So they're first first and teams. I could see, sure that I could
2: see him out. as like a Nick or something.
0: Yeah, possibly. I, I can see that. But I could also see a contender wanting to add him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I I think I think the Knicks Clipper. The Knicks might have enough power forwards for right now. <laughs> 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 Give that rest. That the Clippers would be inch inch interesting if they don't bring back Marcus Morris. I don't I don't really see Uh, maybe maybe a team this would be strange but what about a team like denver
1: i was just thinking of denver i was just thinking of denver if they don't bring back Millsap, that's what i was thinking yeah yeah that could be a fit i think that would make sense obviously a little less productive than Millsap, but yeah definitely yeah a good player
0: so are you any thoughts on trades or are you guys ready to move on to the mock draft where we will inevitably talk about some more trade possibilities
2: um, not really. Dude, I was just such an exciting day, bro. The only thing I'm waiting on tough. is that James Harden. There's just been so much stuff that went down. And then obviously yeah. like, wh- who like the mock drafts have Anthony going number one now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is
1: pretty. I'm just so glad the Blazers did something, dude. Dude. Yeah. yeah I was, I was scared we weren't going to do anything and just draft some bum.
0: No, but this, I could not. Be happier about me
1: either. I didn't, I did not consider him an option at all, but I just wasn't thinking about the fact Houston's falling apart. And then he obviously became available because of that. And I just, perfect, dude. Yeah. I'd way, I'd way rather have Covington than Gallo. Honestly. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess this does kind of close the door on a Danilo Gallinari sign-in trade. But yeah, that's okay because, I, like you said, I'd much rather have Covington.
1: Yep. Or also, I'd much rather have Ubre also, which is a guy we talked yeah. about.
0: Yeah. Dang. Ubre's is, is going to be the best player in Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder history, though. So.
1: <laughs> Facts.
0: I would feel terrible.
2: No, Lou problem. Dort, bro. What are you talking about? Guess we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. He's a tank. Um, so
0: are you guys ready to move on to the mock? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Dude, I felt fun. so special giving me a password to look at that file.
0: I know, dude. I was like, oh, "What the freak is this, bro?" Through it, yeah, who made <laughs> this? Let's not talk about that here. I hate this. Getting in trouble, but
2: <laughs> you guys
0: subscribe to the Athletic at all?
2: No, thank Tori. Is it just? Is it for basically everything?
0: Yeah, it's probably the best sports journalism website. In the world, so basically, what they're talking about is the draft preview released by Sam Vasini, who is probably one of, if not my favorite draft um, analyst NBA draft analyst. So, you, yeah, very interesting article 100,000 words, 91 pages. Great read.
2: Um, yeah, it's so in depth on each guy,
0: yeah. Even Trace Tinkle gets his little breakdown. So um I guess so for the draft, I just mock draft, I want to lay down some ground rules. This is sort of a hybrid. I'm gonna be making picks and then Kellen and Shannon will sort of be providing their analysis or some alternative options um okay. after I make the pick. And so the picks are kind of a hybrid between what I expect teams to do and what I would do if I were the team. So basically if intel or rumors are available as to like what direction a team is leaning, or if I can kind of read the tea leaves based off the history of a certain GM as to which prospect they might be more inclined to pick, then I'll go in that direction. And absent of any um, absent of any tea leaves to read, I'll just sort of pick who I would draft if I were in that team's shoes. This is kind of a fool's errand because inevitably. We'll have more trades in the next couple of days that involve, um, that involve first round picks, and I could make some trades just for the fun of it. But that's just kind of gets. Let's messy.
1: go, baby! It's trade season. It's
0: so wet. Yeah, so I'm. Oh, I'm just gonna. I'll I'll give my like ideas of certain trades that I think are more possible than others, but I won't make any trades for this official mock draft. But without further ado, should we get
2: on to the first
0: overall pick?
2: I don't. Yeah, I feel like I know here overall who this is gonna be. <laughs> That's sick, bro. With the first wait, how how'd you do that?
0: In the 2020 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves are gonna take Anthony Edwards, a shooting guard, out of yes. Georgia. Yes. Wait. So yes. what
1: happened? Why? Why are? Why is this the move now? It's just better What's fit, saying? dude. I thought everyone was saying Lamelo Ball. I thought, so we saying, I, I thought we thought it was LaMelo Ball. What happened? I
0: agree with and I think LaMelo Ball is the correct play here. But the reporting today suggests that the Timberwolves might disagree with me. And because that's the most up-to-date reporting we have, I think that's where I'm going to go with this one.
2: Yeah,
0: Anthony Edwards is the best physical prospect in this year's draft. He set... Um, a variety of records at the combine um, the foremost one being force generated off of a first step. So basically they can oh, wow. make, like the torque and the pressure applied by a prospect um, while he's running and Anthony Edwards sort of set the record for like the amount of force generated. So that's just speaks to his explosiveness and his athleticism. He also was in the 99th percentile tile in terms of deceleration, which is something that um, prospects like Luka Doncic or James Harden both really excel at, So the physical tools are there. That makes him hard to guard, dude. Yeah, the physical tools are there for Anthony Edwards. I think most of the concerns about him are just like the motor. Like he runs a little cold at points. He's not always the most engaged on defense. His shot selection is terrible. He doesn't have tremendous feel for the game. But if he hits, he's got an upside about as high as anybody in this draft.
2: So when you say deceleration, that means he just stops on a dime better than anyone else?
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah, change of pace, all that stuff.
2: Okay, so that means yeah. that's that's actually kind of brutal. Yeah, it's Is he a pretty good three-point step. shooter? No. Pretty, is he decent mid-range?
1: He's D-Wade recreated. That's what it
0: seems like to me yeah i mean he's got a good looking shot he's shoots free throws at a 76 percent clip and usually that is a good correlator to success as an nba three-point shooter i do think he'll be a good catch and shoot three-point um taker like i don't think his form is broken whatsoever i think it's yeah. off the dribble where it starts to look maybe a little bit messy in terms of like sort of alignment issues he tends to um short arm a lot of the three-point shots he takes off the move and leave shots short so I think that would be my primary concern in terms of him shooting
1: the pull-up is nice though right like the mid-range pull-up yeah in in theory like if
0: if he hits as like if he hits his 90th percentile outcome he's going to be one of those like Donovan Mitchell sort of maybe a Zach Levine who can get to a shot in the mid-range and make them somewhat efficiently
1: I thought he was, isn't he more like a bruiser though? Like a little more physical than those guys? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of goes back to what I was saying. He's probably the best physical. Yeah. 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 Like, in this yeah. Draft. like 230 pounds, seven foot wingspan. He's like built like a linebacker. Football was his first sport. So Oh work. Yeah, he definitely can bring six a Six five
2: bit. linebacker, bro. That's a big boy. Yeah. Wait, I mean, six yeah. Five. Yeah. I think he's six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's six five.
0: Yeah, it's big. So, yeah, definitely in a, like a physical specimen. But,
1: yeah, dude, that's an NBA body right there. Yeah, it's just
0: does he have the work ethic? Does he have like the skill? Because yeah. when you think about when you think about the superstar guards without tremendous feel for the game, I think the list really starts and ends with Russell Westbrook. Like, <laughs> I don't really think it's hard to succeed as a guard in the NBA without like basketball IQ or yeah deal.
1: like that's basically what makes LaMelo ball relevant like his, yeah. his feel for the game
0: yeah and Russell Westbrook is one of the most insanely competitive players in the NBA which I don't really think you can say the same for Anthony Edwards yeah so I definitely think there's some bust potential there's definitely some high end give polarizing prospect I think I'm maybe a little bit lower on him than what is the consensus
1: but what what you said about competitiveness I feel like potentially the nba could kind of bring something else out of someone
2: they yeah call,
1: you know like they could just be all throughout college just be thinking about the nba and just not really like in the moment it's a real 100%. thing
0: and also i guess this is important too. keep in mind when i like i'm by no means a draft x for all of this is just kind of based on the opinions i formed from just kind of watching film on these guys and stuff but i i'm by no means like um a talent evaluator or anything like that. So this is I would
1: more, say you
2: you are. I would say more,
1: you are also. I would also say you, are. Opinion. I would
2: so, say you. Are. Bro, I would say you. Bro, Is that but, just a little YouTube video that's this selection sound? Yeah. That's sick. That is so sick. But before I move
0: on to number 2, I just wanted to go back to Channon's initial reaction is that I would definitely take LaMelo Ball here too. Yeah. I think LaMelo Ball is um is the best player in this draft and the real reason I'm kind of disheartened that they're not taking him is I don't get why D'Angelo Russell is such a sacred cow in Minnesota like is (laughs) is he really that good that he is going to prevent you from taking the top player on your draft board I don't see D'Angelo Russell as that kind of guy and I also don't think the fit with him in LaMelo would really be
1: terrible. No, we talked about that. Here's here's my thoughts. Lamella Ball is going to be uh, a warrior, dude. I think that... I was just... I'm going to talk about that. I don't... Um, <laughs> what I think this means is that Minnesota doesn't think they're going to compete now or within the next couple of years because I think that if they did, I think you take the feel for the game player, which is Lamella Ball. And since they want Edwards, I feel like what they're thinking is I, we want to take this guy and hope that he develops like hope that he hits this high ceiling that he might have so that we maybe can compete in three, four years. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. What if he just balls out and is rookie of the year? Yeah, that's a possibility. And you could just, uh, you never know.
0: He's probably going to take enough shots to have the resume for it. But um, <laughs> um, before we move on, I would be remiss. Minnesota is strongly rumored that they want to trade this pick. And so, I I would say there's about a 50-50 chance that Minnesota actually makes this selection on Wednesday. I didn't know that. What what do they want to trade it for? Well, my trade that I've put as the most likely, and I almost included this in my mock draft just because I think it makes so much sense, but then I didn't want to break my own rules. But I think it's very possible they'll trade it to the Hornets for the third overall pick and Miles Bridges just because... I do think the Timberwolves need a little bit more at the wing and the Hornets desperately want to move up in this draft. So I think they should, that, they that, should that makes that.
1: sense. Yeah, they should do that. The Hornets around. have the third? The
0: Hornets have the third pick. If they moved up to number one, the pick would be James Wiseman. So
2: So that means LaMelo Ball would be a warrior or would they de- develop Anthony?
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about that, I guess, with the second overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Wait, so are you going to
2: do like two different, like considering the pick and what you actually think is going to happen if the draft board stays the same?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the Warriors are going to take James Wiseman with the second overall pick. Physical specimen. Yep, Wiseman behind LaMelo Ball. I would probably rate him as my favorite prospect in this draft. He is... The day he steps on an NBA court, he's going to be one of the better rim runners in the league. Seven, seven two, seven six wingspan. Two hundred and thirty pounds. Is it two hundred and is it two hundred and thirty or two hundred and fifty? I forget.
2: I don't know. He's a big in. Yeah, but, but super, he's lean though, and he has yeah.
0: handles. Yeah, well, extremely athletic. He plays above <laughs> the rim. Going to be one of the best lob catchers in the NBA on defense he's got good shot blocking instincts. Like it's very rare you see this kind of um, timing and this sort of verticality from a kid who's only 19 years old. So I think his potential is just through the roof defensively. I'm not quite as high on his primary offensive player equity as I think some people are. Like I don't think he's going to ever get to the point where he's like a Jokic or a cat or a Joel Embiid or somebody you can run the offense through. I think that's a little bit optimistic for him i think whereas high-end outcome lies is on defense where he really does have defensive player of the year potential
2: oh god dude the more i'm thinking about it Lamelo ball would be so much fun to watch like i don't know man that would be so sick yeah what do you think, though? I mean, obviously, Wiseman's this like it's in my in my in my my mind. It's like we need a dominant, or I don't know how dominant it will be like coming in right away. But we need an actually good big man that's semi capable doing other things besides yeah. rebounding. You know, but I don't, I don't it, think
1: it would make any sense for the Warriors to
2: not take Wiseman. Right? No, that's what I'm saying. But it would yeah. be so much fun.
0: Yeah, we I mean, would Yes,
2: it would. It would be fun. It would yep. be so much fun having Clay, Lamelo, and Steph on the court at the same time. Would be crazy.
0: And we've pretty much exhausted the portfolio of options for this pick on the show. Like we've talked about the gores pick for months now in all sorts of contexts. And I am intrigued by the upside of Ball, but I just think Wiseman is such it's a the good
1: smartest kid. move. Yes. Yeah, so, I feel good like good. safest. I, I feel like Steph occupies a lot of the skills that. Lamelo ball has honestly just like the feel for the game and creative passing ability and obviously LaMelo's a lot, obviously LaMelo, uh no way <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously a lot bigger but he is and
0: one of the things that kind of uh, sort of annoys me is there have been so many people on like espn or whatever over the past like um few days who have those been, freaking clowns few weeks yeah who have been saying like the warriors should take Lamelo ball like that the no no rookie is going to be able to contribute on this basketball team. So you might as well just take the guy who you think has the highest upside. And I would agree with that. Like, I think Lamella Ball's the better prospect with higher upside. But I, what I would push back against is I really think James Wiseman could contribute. Oh, yeah.
2: Game.
0: Like, I think he's better than Marquise Chris the moment he arrives in the NBA. I love Marquise
1: Chris, though. I, I absolutely fun. agree. I also think that if any rookie is going to contribute to a team I feel like the Warriors is one of like those teams like the, the mm-hmm. culture there is very much like supportive and everything like
2: yep I, dude the it, Warriors are going to be an issue next year I'm telling you especially with Wiseman bro I feel
1: like the a rookie coming to the Warriors is a lot different than the, if a rookie came to like the Lakers like they're going to blossom way more and go because there's
2: no pressure to be that guy right away
1: yeah um
2: and
0: I think so with Wiseman, I think he'll do good. I think any player who plays off of guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond is going to look very... Um,
2: Draymond? Just playing off Draymond? Yes. So got to take
0: that one out of I there. Think, <laughs> I think that Wiseman can sort of maintain his trade value, where Lamello is going to have some growing pains, and his trade value might decrease between um, December 22nd and the trade deadline. So that's why I take Wiseman. The Warriors like the Timberwolves are definitely involved in a lot of reporting that they might be looking to move on from this pick. I think if Wiseman falls, if I think if Edwards or Paul goes number one, I think the Warriors will in fact take James Wiseman second overall. I think it gets very interesting if the first scenario I talked about happened, if Charlotte moves up to number one and takes Wiseman and it's just Ball and Edwards left, I I think the Warriors seriously consider moving on from this pick. Mm-hmm. And a team who has, he, um, has interest in Lamelo Ball and is sitting at four, is the Chicago Bulls. So maybe you can construct a trade that is like Wendell Carter and the fourth overall pick to Golden State for the second overall pick, and Chicago takes Lamelo Ball,
2: and we get and, Obi Toppin,
0: uh, or more likely Tyrese Halliburton.
2: Okay, because I know the Warriors don't. They like Obi. I've literally been like saying that to you the whole time.
0: Yeah, I, I would not. I would not be a fan of Obi to the Warriors. We can talk about Obi Toppin later when we get to him. But
2: bro, that be s- is Wendell. So is Wendell Carter good?
0: I like Wendell Carter a lot. I think he's one of the players. He was probably the most hurt by having Jim and, Boylan on the, co- the coat.
2: What does Tyrese play? Uh, he
0: plays quote unquote point guard but I think he's going to be a shooting guard in the NBA. So basically just We That it.
2: would almost, I mean, I don't know, like James Wiseman's definitely the move, but if things get shooken up and we end up getting a decent player and the fourth overall pick, that wouldn't be the worst thing.
0: No, I don't think so at all. bro. I, think I cannot
2: sense. wait. The warrior season is going to be fun, but if they get James Wiseman, bro, our roster's is going to be wild.
0: Yep. Does anybody else have any more wise of, warrior thoughts?
2: Coming out of the West, I'm telling you, dude.
0: Yeah. Yep. They're gonna be they're gonna be an interesting team to look out for this season.
2: Dude, let's go. I'm so freaking pumped for the draft. Let's yeah. go. Let's freaking go.
1: Wednesday, babe. What time is it at? Because I got a song coming out at nine. So it's at four <laughs> o'clock to, on Wednesday. Oh, I got time, baby. I
2: got time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy we found a time that um, suited you best, Jaden. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) So with the third pick, the Hornets are actually going to take LaMelo Ball, who has fallen down to them. LaMelo's the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Has the most equity as sort of an offensive creator. Tremendous feel for the game. Six foot seven at the point guard position is just um, awesome. I think the main concerns people have about him are a concern I don't share, and that is his shooting. Lamella Ball jacked up some ridiculous shots that he had no business attempting during his time in Australia, and that caused his field goal percentage and three-point percentage to just
1: absolutely tank. He's not going to do that in the NBA.
2: He will. No, he will. I guarantee you he's going to. He probably runs a little bit, but yeah, but not no,
0: but Lamelo ball is a guy. Who he has,
2: does it at Charlotte, bro. Or, or wherever, not, not, I mean, uh, when, when he is drafted, but he's going to be, if, if he's a Hornet, right. Yeah. Who, who, who's going to stop him. Oh,
1: but he's going to contain himself a little more being in the NBA, bro.
2: Yeah. And I, the thing
0: I'm not worried about though, I'm not worried about his shooting at all. Cause he has great touch. Like he has always been a good free throw shooter his floater game is ridiculous. Like he takes floaters that are practically three pointers. Like he takes them from like 20 feet <laughs> out, just rises up for a one-handed floater. So his, Dude, like, it's so
1: forward. weird. It's like literally like not long ago at all, I was watching him in high school I know, and, like yeah. when like freaking Lonzo was coming to the league and watching LaMelo pull from half court in high school point at the half court line, and everything feels like yeah,
0: And that's, that's one of the reasons why I feel like there are so many LaMelo ball skeptics is everybody sort of remembers him as that tiny kid with like frosted tips? Who yeah, just,
1: but he's actually he's a legit player.
0: He's a, he's a legit player now, and yeah, yeah I, I I like him a lot. I think his high end outcome is ridiculous. I, I don't think there's a player like Lamelo Ball in the NBA right now. If yeah. Lamelo Ball can hit
2: his bro, but Heike though, if he ends up doing crazy stuff, what player on the Hornets is gonna be like come up to him and be like, bro, you need to chill out, like with him listening. No, nobody, nobody. Yeah. yeah so i mean you never know he could be the guy on the hornets that'd be crazy yeah because yeah. i mean he would really he i mean there's obviously good players on their team like two would they, they they would they would just keep terry rogier right it's here terry rogier and then um Devontae. like yeah they terry would just keep him,
0: Devontae Graham.
2: because yeah,
0: there, there will be a log jam at point guard but i mm-hmm. don't think either of those two guys are good enough to dissuade me from taking LaMelo third over. no
2: ball. no yeah for sure but would he because he's big enough where he could honestly play shooting guard right or, or it, would he or, just be the primary ball handler and
0: yeah he could guard shooting guards for sure yeah yeah
2: okay so that but means whenever he's on the court someone else will just have to adjust
0: yeah you can play him with rosier and graham so that's yeah. not something i would be concerned with whatsoever Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be so good. Yeah. So the third overall pick sort of marks the end of the first tier. Like I feel like LaMelo, Edwards, and Wiseman are basically guaranteed to go one, two, and three in some order. So now we're in kind of a second tier that I think lasts from the third pick to probably the
1: tenth pick. How many how many picks are we covering?
0: I'm we're going to do 30, but we're going to start going in speed mode.
1: Oh, okay. Time, so. Wait, but we also have to talk about, wait, no, we don't. Never mind. Wait, if there's something you want to talk about, we can. Wait, no. Well, uh, wait, didn't you say something about the blazer or someone having a second round pick?
0: Oh yeah. We can, we can do it. F- like we can just throw out some second round picks at the end. I didn't, I only did it for the top 30.
2: No. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But Jonah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt one more time, but it is a possibility. Robert coming to baby, let's <laughs> go. It is a possibility though if Char- if Charlotte moves up to number 1, they take Wiseman, we get the 4th or whatever, right? Yeah. Um they could pick Obi and then get whoever from the
0: the Warriors, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would be shocked if the Warriors selected Obi talking. Really? Him. I'd be floored. There's the very little chance. Very little chance, though. Yeah, no, no chance. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Con I know you want Obi Toppin, but it's not not gonna happen.
2: Okay. There,
0: maybe if they traded down like to the seventh or eighth.
2: Where's eighth. Obi? Obi, you don't have Obi in your top five. No. Oh, okay. And, um, I, the Warriors have been
0: linked to Avdia and to mm-hmm. um, and to Halliburton. So I would definitely say they'd be more likely to take those two because we're gonna have a chance to do a live reaction on the show right now the bucks are going to trade urson Ilyasova, dj wilson and dante Divincenzo as part of a sign-in trade to the sacramento kings for bogdan
2: bogdanovich what wow so dante's no longer a buck no no longer a buck Wait, can you uh, give okay. me a they're... little insight on Bogdan? Yeah, offense.
1: So, he's yeah. got a freaking strap on him. Knockdown shooter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so I guess they're looking for like some sort of release like Bogdanovich, which I definitely think is going to be something that will help the Milwaukee Bucks coming off
1: the bench, I assume now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, they got to play offense like the Nets. Like they have to keep up with them.
0: Yeah, and
2: but I guess, dude, giving up Divincenzo, I don't know. I but guess they're the getting
0: defense they're defense getting Divincenzo becomes a little devalued once you get Drew Holiday.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, true, that's true, that's true, that's true.
0: Yeah, but that's interesting. I think Bogdanovich is an underrated defender, but by no means um, an off-ball hawk in the same manner of oh, the Dante Divincenzo. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this one a little more. But I mean, it's a good move, I think, for the. For the Bucks.
1: A- no, yeah, it's obvious they're trying to they're trying to get they're obviously trying to put together a run and trying to get Giannis to stay, I think.
0: Yeah, I actually yeah, I think this is a good move because when you're considering the best player they're giving up is Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, that's and they're true. not giving up any picks. And you Bogan is a solid player. So I, I actually
1: really like him a lot. I like I think <laughs> I like
0: it for um, Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. They they need they need a little more offense, I think. So yeah.
0: Wow, well, Milwaukee is Getting heavily involved, dude.
1: I, I I'm just waiting for the Brooklyn news. It's I feel like it's inevitable. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's con- the domino that I think. What in. will Harden's contract look like? Because they already have a few big like money guys.
0: Yeah, I mean Harden's just another super max contract that's going to get added to it, and that's actually another thing I wanted to hit on, which is appropriate because we just touched on the Warriors. Like, yeah, Harden's a 35 super max guy, so extreme. Another another very lucrative salary being added. But the big news that came out yesterday or last night in terms of the NBA luxury tax, which is going to significantly shape the way I think Brooklyn and Golden State are going to spend, which is we knew that these um, tax payments would be reduced proportionally to the decrease in basketball-related income. But I kind of assumed it would be um, 75% of the full tax bill, but it's go or not 75%. I just assumed it would be taken off of the full tax bill, but it's actually going to be taken off of the salary pre-tax. So basically the way I like to think about this is if you're looking at a, like a loan, the, the... Loan? Um, no. Yeah. If you're thinking about a loan, the amount that the reduction is going to be taken off the principal amount of the loan instead of like the amount with the interest added. And so if you take, if you reduce the principal value of the loan, that all of a sudden makes the interest a little bit like less scary. And so I think that's going to make spending deep into the tax more palatable for teams like the Nets and Warriors. Yeah. So yeah, for what it's worth, I don't think that's probably interesting to very many people
2: listening to the show. But Obi Toppin's good. Yeah, well, <laughs> Obi Toppin's good, bro. I'm watching highlights right now. We'll Let talk it about. He we'll looked good in yellow. Let it go, bro. Let it go. Why can't it happen? Other a lot of a lot of mock drafts have him on number going four. Well,
1: with
0: the fourth overall pick, I think the Bulls.
2: I'm not too out of line here. It's plausible. I don't, I, yeah, maybe,
0: maybe I think there would be a mistake, but we're, I'm going to talk about OB when we get, when we
2: get down, (laughs) when we get to him at seven or
0: eight (laughs) with the fourth pick, the bulls are going to take Tyrese Halliburton. He's a guy I've talked about on this show before. I think he has one of the highest floors in the NBA draft, sort of a combo guard, elite, um, off ball defender, kind of a shark playmaker sort of guy. Um, Very high IQ, very good feel for the game. He doesn't have, I don't think, very much um, primary creator equity just due to his lack of athletic burst and not an elite handle. So very little creation. He has a tough time creating advantages or getting separation from a defender. But he's one of the better shooters in this draft. I think he's going to be a... 40 percent nba three-point shooter got he's got touch that's going to translate and he's got distance that's going to translate to the three-point line so yeah i just think a very solid almost like a three and d combo guard who can play off ball knock down shots and be a disruptor defensively
2: well there is a picture on espn on instagram with drew chris middleton and Giannis, and that's scary Yeah, it's a scary team. And I do think that
0: Tyrese is going to fit great on the Bulls next to Kobe and Zach Levine, who both like to have the ball in their hands. It's been rumored for the past week that Arturis Karnisiewicz wants to draft a guard, which Tyrese Halliburton is. And yeah, I just think this pick makes a lot of sense for the Bulls. Halliburton is a very high character kid, going to be a great add for their locker room. So I just yeah, I think I like this a lot for him.
2: It sucks. I need to go I need to whip out our chart here because I don't I think know they my-
1: need some high character. You feel me? Hmm? What? I said I think they could use a high character guy.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Who who can, you know? But yeah, I guess do it either. Of you i mean, yeah, like I said before, the Bulls have been it's been rumored that they want to move up to number one. Or at least to a position to draft LaMelo Ball. But if they stay at four, Tyrese is great at any Halliburton or Bulls thoughts before we move on to number five.
1: I don't, I don't know anything about Halliburton. Oh, that's the Tyler Burns. Tyler Burns. But the
2: Bulls, they needed shooting, right? Wasn't that one of the main things we talked about or no?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really see shooting as too big. I need for them. Crap. Who Ooh. was that? What we were talking? I, I, sorry, my bad. Yeah. I might've been the Knicks. We definitely thought the Knicks needed shooting. And this is one thing I wanted to touch on for the bulls too. I think they kind of telegraphed this draft pick today when they didn't extend the qualifying offers to Chris Dunn or Shaquille Harrison. Both of them are sort of combo guards who are more defensive oriented. So by letting go of those two guys, you can kind of infer that they might be opening up a role in their rotation for Tyrese Halliburton, which I think would make a lot of sense. But yeah. that's just total speculation by me.
1: So. No, I think that makes sense.
0: What, what, was, that? what was that? So oh, with wait. the fifth overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to select Denny Avdia forward from Israel.
1: Oh, the Israel guy. Wait,
0: <laughs> the Cavaliers. He's 19.
1: Irrelevant, bro. Who are the Cavaliers? Colin Sexton, stare down guy. That's all they got.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Denny Avdia is actually a prospect who I don't care for. I think people are very excited about oversized European ball handlers right now in lieu yeah. of Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah, and- I don't
0: quite Duns- see Avdia being close to Luca, but i don't really see avdia being a guy who can handle an nba offense the thing that concerns me the most about him is the shooting he was a 55 percent shooter over the course of his career on high volume there are n- pretty much no players in the nba nba who have gone from a 55 percent shooter before they got to the league and then been able to make threes and i think the the combination of inability to shoot three-pointers and elite athleticism is just going to make it so hard for Obvi to sort of create separation at the NBA level. I think in transition, he's interesting because he does get up and down the floor, and he reads the floor amazing and can make passes. I think he's a great cutter. He's terrific at finding space and and sort of a yeah, great feel, so just playing off the defense, sort of finding the holes so i definitely think his iq will give him a spot in the nba yeah i just see people have compared him to like dario Saric or gordon nah. Hale, or um well, here's the other one there's somebody who i always hear i'm compared to but i i forget who it is but i just see a lot more mario hazonia than either of those.
1: hey the worst player in the nba baby i think i think Optia. <laughs> we got to get him off the team bro now we have like an actual freaking squad. We got to get him up out of there. Yeah. Well, he, just about that other cat? His, he just What's accepted his, his player option. I'm today. sure he did. He, I don't know why he would. And he would be
2: freaking applying at McDonald's if he didn't. He only, he only got nine points per game, 59 games.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he played in, on one of the best teams in Europe. So mm. it's not like he was the guy on his team. But yeah, he wasn't like the star or anything. Yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not. He, feeling shot, right. 50, he shot almost 60% from the field, though yeah
1: yeah i'm not feeling the sarich hayward thing i don't see it no. yeah I'm, I'm not
0: i'm not a big dinny Alvia fan whatsoever any any thoughts on that before we move on
2: nah i Wailer. mean yeah. people counted out chris Dobbs and look what he became but obviously yeah. he's not chris Dobbs. Nah, he's, he's not, not the seven unicorn feet. <laughs> not seven feet tall but yeah but you never I mean, know
0: i mean yeah he could surprise me for sure i'm I'm just not a huge fan of his. <laughs> hey, what's Robert that, Covington,
2: what's baby? Yes, sir. <laughs> what's that one dude that was uh that we that Shannon was talking about the other day? He's so he's old. Crap, that he was on the Blazers. Did not he play like center or something? Chris Cayman? No, 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 no. Oh, Cayman. Cayman was actually kind of nice.
0: I don't. I don't remember what Shannon was.
1: I don't
2: remember the crap, ones. bro. Who's that guy? Center for said the he's Older than dirt.
1: Are you talking about Anthony or Anthony Tolliver. Yes. Uh, He's second-worst player in the... Is he in the NBA? (laughs) I don't even
2: know. Wait, hang on.
1: This is important. What's Robert Covington's number going to be? What was his number? 33. It's going to be
2: zero. Triple zero. It's going to be triple zero. does
1: Collins wear 33? Yeah, I think he might be right.
2: What's going to happen there? Uh, That'd be hilarious. They should give CJ McCollum triple zero. Or like give... That would be lit, dude. <laughs> that would be so lit. Carmelo, like, triple zero, and then, um, yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, so, with the sixth overall pick, the Atlanta
0: Hawks
1: are going to... your s- sound. Oh, the sound. All right. I, <laughs> I need that? to look at the list, because I'm starting to, like, not know much. <laughs> you haven't done I the do sound that? for
2: the last five picks. <laughs> Should I do it for every pick? From now on, heck yeah. You dis...
0: all right, Still. all right. All right. <laughs> With the sixth pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Atlanta Hawks select Onyeka Okungwu, center out of USC.
2: Okay. I think this one
0: is going to surprise a lot of people because the Hawks just dedicated a first-round pick to trading for Clint Capella. But Onyeka Okungwu is a guy who I've heard the Hawks might have their eye on if of dia and Halliburton are off the board which they are in this case don't they I have think, clint what
2: the hawks yeah the hawks have capella is a power or is he center he's a center oh so they're gonna have like twin towers i i think akungwu
0: has more game finishing upside than capella does the comparison you hear a lot from Yeka akungwu is Bam Adebayo. I don't really see yeah, that
1: at all. Yeah, well, it says he's got that bounce, though. You feel me?
0: He does. He's a, he's an athletic kid. And I know where the comparisons to Adebayo come from. Is just like he's a center. He has some switching ability. Like, he can guard ones, twos, threes, fours with more credibility than a guy like James Wiseman can. Like, I'm not saying he's going to stay on the quickest point guards in the NBA, but I do think he has a lot of switching upside. He can play in a bunch of different defensive schemes, which I think is something that is super intriguing in the modern NBA offensively is sort of where the question marks are. I think everybody kind of is in agreement that he'll be good on defense offensively. I see sort of a role at like Montrez Harrell. He's, he's an undersized center, but super strong, super powerful I think he'll be good as sort of a pick and roll guy like Montrez Harrell. He kind of has that straight line drive move down. Like he's no nowhere near being a dynamic dribbler in the vein of a bam, bam out of bio or Anthony Davis. But if he catches like yeah. the ball on the block, he can do a couple hard dribbles and get himself to the basket. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the reason I don't see him as bam out of bio is, Bam's one of like the more creative. Yeah, he's crazy
1: defense. offensive skill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he can put the ball on the floor and be very effective there. Onyeka is a much less intriguing offensive prospect, but he can do some Bam Adebayo-esque things on defense. And Bam's just one of the, probably one of the best athletes in the NBA, which Onyeka is not. Yep. Onyeka is one of the better athletes in his class, but Bam is just a freak of nature in a way that.
1: Yeah. he's. Uh, you're not really going to recreate that.
2: Yeah. Yep. 100 dude, dude, he was he was Chino Hills,
0: yeah. He played, with oh, really? Brothers, yeah. Hey,
2: hey,
0: hey, hey, And I guess one last thing about a is that in college, his kind of go to offensive move was a uh, sort of a hook shot that he could take on the block. I don't think that's going to translate to the NBA Dang. whatsoever just because of how short he is for a center combined with he had a pretty low release point on that shot. I just don't think it's going to be effective against most yeah. NBA centers but I'm
1: not feeling that I I wanna, think his how, how tall is he? 6'9". 6'9 or
2: 6'10
0: Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not his defensive chops <laughs> make him a um, very like high floor pick and a good pick for the good pick for the Hawks
2: you know who else is 6'9? yeah I messed with that uh, I do yeah. know Robert uh, yeah. Covington <laughs> Avdija him. Obi Tapan. Yeah, let's go, bro. I want to know how much. coming to- actually six nine? Huh? Is he? Yeah, I I want to say he actually is.
1: That's lit, dude. We got it. It has
2: been.
0: It's 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 been known that the Hawks are looking to move this pick for a guy who helps them to win now, and it also. It's also a thing that the Celtics want to kind of consolidate their picks and maybe move up in the draft. I think Onyeka Okunga makes a ton of sense on the Celtics roster. Oh,
1: freak yeah, dude. So what if
0: we saw a a trade that was like Gordon Hayward's expiring contract and, and the 14th pick in the draft and the 26th pick in the draft? And the Celtics would get in return the sixth overall pick. I think that trade makes sense for both teams. I think Gordon Gordon Hayward would be
2: interesting on the horn. Yeah, the Celtics they need a center.
1: Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Who's this to the Hornets or the Hawks? You said. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. Freak. Yeah, sign that thing. bro. get Hayward up out of Boston. I don't think that works.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I think. I think. I think it was a good idea.
2: What? His numbers could potentially explode in Atlanta
1: yeah well yeah that's true yeah what were you gonna say channon oh i just i think the hayward thing made sense at the time or like it was a good idea but it just didn't really work yeah
0: he's just kind of been snake bit with bad luck in boston any last thoughts on the hawks or a kung Wu before we get to the seventh pick
1: um no sir
2: robert covington
1: yes sir (laughs) I can't wait for the NBA to start. He's going to get
2: locked down, dude. Draymond stuffed. James Wiseman. Hang on. Stuffed. What did you just say? Draymond's going to no. Stuff Robert Covington him. is going to lock down Draymond Green, dude. Lock down Draymond Green. Are you okay, you
1: actually me? don't have to do that. I forgot. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to do that.
2: He's not going to get the ball. No one guards Green Draymond
1: Green. You just ignore him because he doesn't actually matter. But
2: Robert Covington is going to lock down. Draymond matter. Green running the point guard, though. Because he's not good at it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's number seven?
0: With the seventh pick and the NBA draft, <laughs> the Detroit Pistons select Patrick Williams forward out of Florida State.
1: <gasps> Who the uh, freak is that, bro? Hang on. I gotta get one. Me. of the hot rumors You don't have to
0: log in every right single time. I know. One of the big rumors going around at the moment is that the Pistons have actually promised Patrick Williams. I can't speak to ooh, ooh, whether or not this is true, but I do like Patrick Williams upside quite a bit. He's... A huge kid, I think he's like 6'8, 225, just very very big. It look he has the frame where you can add on even more muscle, which I think is a big thing. He's very aggressive in passing lanes, sort of an off-ball disruptor. Um what's his cat's people, name? Patrick Williams.
1: He's number he, nine on this thing.
0: Yeah, people like to compare his upside to Kawhi Leonard, which I think is a stretch just because
1: Kawhi
0: is on offense. But, I mean, nobody could have seen Kawhi being that uh, graduating San Diego State. But, yeah, there aren't very many Kawhis. But, anyway, Patrick Williams, great off-ball defender. He can guard fours. I even think he can guard a lot of centers. He's a little bit slow and a little bit slow-footed to guard um, ones and twos in the NBA, in my opinion. On offense – um, he's a terrific cutter, great instinct, great feel for when to like move towards the basket. He'll get some points that way. His shooting is not the best, but I think he can be a solid like thirty four to thirty six percent shooter in the NBA, which will be good enough. And I think the thing that gets people really excited is his ability to kind of put the ball on the floor and maybe his creation equity where like he had some Kawhi-esque moments at Florida State where he kind of uses his strength and uses his frame to get to a mid-range spot and then kind of rises up over his defender and knocks down a mid-range shot. So he, he sort of has the offensive game at times that is sort of reminiscent of Kawhi Leonard. And a lot of his tools are sort of unpolished right now. So I do think NBA teams believe that they can... Get a lot out of him, and they believe that he has a lot of improvement coming, and so he is definitely a, a high upside pick for the Pistons here.
2: Have you said Isaac Ochoa?
1: No, bro.
0: No, Patrick we Williams to Acoro yet? Yeah, Patrick Williams. You you said him?
1: No, we haven't gone to no. him yet.
2: Oh, because Patrick Williams yeah.
1: seems to just have a ton of potential. Yeah.
0: The other prospect I would look at if I were the Pistons is Killian Hayes. If I wanted yeah. to take a point guard. I would have probably picked Hayes but since there have been so many rumors about them taking Williams I couldn't really Jeez, diverge Oh I've it. got some
2: big guards in this draft yeah. there's all these guys are big yeah. like I don't think beside besides One of my no. favorite
0: prospects in the draft is not so big but we'll get to him soon enough. Peyton no ah
1: oh, you'll never guess
0: come on guys you you know when when i when i say him you guys will uh, know what i'm talking about are you guys ready to move on from patrick oh oh,
2: to- stanford boy yes there you go What oh, you say go? the name tyrell terry yeah tyrell terry
1: of I that I ring him. About him. jonah's been
2: talking about him since like summertime and all of a sudden he's been like climbing the draft boards right jonah
0: oh yeah Dude, right, jonah, so jonah knows, knows. yeah
2: are you Jonah today, to be scout gm jonah's gonna be a one-man show he's gonna agent. Be, he's gonna be head scout agent for all of his own players then he negotiates their contracts with them <laughs> that
0: might might be a slight conflict of interest
2: <laughs> you try to jack up their prices and then you go on the other side of the table like no we're uh, gonna do this
0: yeah all right are you guys ready to hit the eighth overall pick
1: i'm ready to hit that thing you feel me like a
2: I'm ready to hit that thing. Nice. Nice. Okay, it's Obi Toppin. With the eighth pick
0: in the NBA draft, the New York Knicks select Obi Toppin.
2: Warrior baby,
1: let's go. No, we're talking about the New York Knicks. Yep, he's a bit
0: of a faller in this draft. Like Helen said, I think some people have him going at four or five. Isaac Okoro's a faller in your draft board. I I think Toppin's gonna slip all the way to eight. Um,
2: lucky number. I
0: think Obi Toppin k- kind of sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I gotta look at him now. I, I, he looks a little I, stiff. I don't. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think. I don't think there's a position in the NBA he can guard on defense. I think he's way too slow to move on the perimeter with most power with pretty much any power forward. And he's way too small to guard centers. I think the analog for him defensively is kind of his future teammate, Julius Randall. He's just sort of a man without a country on that end. <laughs> on offense, sure, he's a good shooter for a big guy. I don't see him as a player who's ever going to reach 40%. So how valuable is a 36% shooting power forward? Not that great. A lot of his points in Dayton came from in the post where – he was able to overpower a lot of the opponents in the Atlantic 10 conference, but there aren't too many players
1: on St. Bonaventure. You're like roasting
2: him like low key when you just said that. Oh, this
1: guy's bad, dude. I'm looking at his highlights right now. He doesn't look good,
2: dude. You just just overpowered guys in the Atlantic 10. he,
0: He did have some like sick dunks in college, but how much is that really worth? No, I don't. I this this looks like I, a college basketball player. Yeah, I think. I, yep, I think along with Al That's what you're watching, he's in Dayton. Popin is a guy who I think is a pretty sh- has a lot of bust potential.
1: Yeah, bro, he's he's totally gonna bust.
0: The Knicks are going to be super happy to take him because he signed to the CAA agency, which Leon Rose. Um, is the ringleader of, and he's also the general manager of the New York Knicks. So. Yes,
2: sir!
0: No, I think the Knicks are going to be super happy to make this selection. I don't think they'll be happy about it in two years, so <laughs> not a fan. Any other Toppin or Knicks thoughts before we move along?
1: They both suck, dude. This guy looks like a bomb.
2: He looks good, dude. He's no, little, he doesn't. A little stiff getting no, a couple yeah, this, yoga classes
1: and no, It uh, be a doesn't warrior, matter, baby. He's not, he's not dynamic, dude.
0: I actually do think that yoga could be something that helps Top in a lot. <laughs> I, I do think he should look into that.
1: No, honestly, <laughs> I look and can see it because he looks like he's got. St- Problems in his head, bro. Like he's got like a like a like a masculinity complex going on. Like,
2: what are you talking about? You got some, that from like, a highlight tape? Y-
1: yes, I did. I'm watching it right now. He needs like he needs to work on his mindfulness and like self compassion stuff like what that. What are and,
2: you talking
1: about? Insecurity, bro. And then maybe it can be an NBA caliber player. He needs okay. to loosen up that body a little bit, shake them hips around a little bit. You me?
2: Get like- his chakras aligned, and then he can make it to the league. Uh, all
0: right. Have we said all we need to about the Knicks and Obi Toppin? Before
2: yeah, I think we just. Stuff. it sounds like a very nicks type of pick
1: yeah, I yeah
2: so. bro mash me in them. okay continue i hate how it logs me out every time my screen goes black then i have to type in NBA. don't get don't 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 link the password bro don't the I, password. I didn't say anything all right
1: anyways next book. did you
2: make that jonah or is that just the way it is with the ninth overall pick Adam Silver. In the
0: 2020 NBA draft. You are the Adam Washington Silver. Wizards select Isaac Okoro, forward out of Auburn University.
2: There you go. He, can't, yeah. he stayed in the top 10. Yep, he right.
0: stayed in the top 10. He fell a little bit because of his severe offensive limitations, where he has some potential. Like he can shoot it below average, he can play Ugly shot it below average. And he can finish at the rim fine, but he doesn't really get there at all effectively. So nah, this isn't is an
1: NBA jump shot.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think so, at least not yet. Okoro Fox is a guy is a who ugly. defensively is probably one of, if not the best prospect in the draft. Like he's a guy who I think people expect to be able to defend some of the best wings in the NBA, like a Kawhi Leonard, like a LeBron James, and like a Luka Doncic. And that's something that is at a premium. Like there aren't very many players in the NBA you can say that about. And I think that's why people are so high on Okoro. Like if he if he is at all effective enough offensively to stay on the court, that defense is going to be such a big deal. Offensively, it's just he's not really good at anything yet. Like he, um, he's going to need to develop just something to hang his hat on, whether that's a jump shot, whether he becomes a good cutter. Whether he becomes a guy who could be like a third playmaker, like he's displayed some good passing and glimpses of making high IQ plays at certain points in his career, so I don't think it's too outlandish to envision him being kind of that third creator in the vein of like what Contavious Caldwell Pope did on the Lakers. Like I don't think I don't think that's too far out of reach for Akoro, but it's just hard to imagine what his offensive role would be on an NBA team day one, you
1: know? Yeah. I feel that for me, I, if I'm like looking at a college player, like, yeah, he's going to be offensive NBA problem. Like he has to dominate, bro. Like there has to be like nothing that the people he's playing against can do to stop him. Cause moving up to a whole new tier of everyone who was the best player in college on their team and stuff. So like when I'm just watching him, like take catch and shoot jumpers and following up and put back layups and stuff, like I'm not like feeling it you Feel me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, this is a Washington Wizards team that was the worst or the second worst defensive team in the NBA, so they could definitely okay. get some help on that end. And I do think Isaac Akora is probably an upgrade on Troy Brown, Brown Jr. and Isak Bonga, who are their current options at the three. So I do think this is a good fit for Akora. And so yeah, it'll just be kind of interesting to see how his career plays out. He's a guy. Hugh, I had a hard time assessing what I thought of him. Ultimately, I I do like him as a prospect just because I think if he hits, the value of having that defensive stopper was so high that I do think he's a guy I'd be willing to take a risk on. But yeah, the offense could be very ugly.
2: Yeah. Jonah, mm-hmm. this could just be like a stupid observation. I could sound like a dummy like usual, but are, have there, are there like more players coming out of the SEC besides like Kentucky that are like pretty good. Cause I feel like I don't remember a lot of guys coming out of the SEC.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure.
2: I've, Cause like, I, I don't really ever remember a guy coming out of like Georgia or Florida. That's a top. They could just be the draft too.
0: I mean, yeah. Like Bradley Beal from Florida, yeah. Al Horford, Joaquin Noah. I mean, Georgia, you've got Contavious Caldwell Pope, but yeah, like the SEC has got some good talent in it this year for sure.
2: Okay, yeah, all right. Kim Noah went to Florida? Yeah. Oh, dang, that's cool. I didn't know
0: that. Any last um, Wizards or Korra thoughts before we
2: move along? No, let's keep him, keep him To be honest, I don't know anything about anybody after the top three. And still, it's very minimal.
0: With the 10th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Killian Hayes, point guard from France. Cholet. Killian Hayes, I want I want to like him. Like there are a lot of guys, a lot of people who I have a lot of respect for, who love Killian Hayes. And I've watched a ton of Killian Hayes film and I just have not been able to see it with him. I don't like him too much as a prospect right now. And I know, like, you guys, people are probably thinking if they're listening to this, like, the Suns just traded for Chris Paul. Do you really think they're going to draft another point guard? And I definitely think they will, because, A, they traded away Ricky Rubio, and, B, they traded away Ty Jerome, who is probably at the most upside of any of their young developmental point guards. Um, Ali Akobo is non-guaranteed. Who knows if he's coming back? Javon Carter is a restricted free agent. I definitely think that in some way or another – the Suns are going to be looking for a point guard in some capacity of this free agency. I think Killian Hayes is a guy who does have a lot of upside due to his size and his shooting potential as a primary offensive creator. Yeah. The reason I don't like Killian Hayes from the film I saw is just I have a hard time seeing how he's going to create advantages at an NBA level. Like, Yeah,
1: that's what I'm seeing too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the step backs when he hits them are impressive, but he wasn't, wasn't at all accurate with that. He, he's a g- genius playmaker out of the pick and roll. Like he's, yeah. he has very high intelligence for a kid, his age, but he's not athletic. So that's no hurt him quite a bit. He cannot go right at all. He only dribbles with his left hand. So I think that's very predictable. So a guy with a predictable sort of bag of tricks, and no athleticism. I just think he's going to Yeah,
1: have, that's tough.
0: He's going to have a very hard time beating NBA defenders. So I think yeah. he could be a capable sort of backup point guard for a lot of his NBA career, but I don't really I don't really see him being a star the way mm. some people do. I I don't
1: I don't see him starting ever.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit lower than the consensus on Killian Hayes, so that's about all I have.
1: There's awesome. just too many good types of point guards, like athletic ones or crazy passers, crazy shooters. Like, yeah, you Lamella can't just... Ball,
2: Lamella Ball, Lamella Ball. Um, <laughs> how thought... many players are in the NBA, Jonah?
1: Well,
0: thirty teams. Each team can have fifteen players on their roster, so like four hundred and fifty.
2: Okay. I guess. Yeah, that's why I, I thought there was like five hundred ish. Guess yeah. how many guys are there from the SEC out of four hundred and fifty? Sixty. 73 73 wow yes majority are majority are from kentucky tennessee and florida though
0: yep very well represented um now that we're outside of the top 10 i guess we'll go a little bit faster with the 11th pick the spurs are going to take Sadiq bay who i think is one of the most polished three d guys in this draft six eight um very big frame great positional size was a 40 percent three-point shooter at villanova smart player too he keeps the ball moving on the offense he's one of those two dribbles and a good decision guy where either he'll shoot it or he'll keep the ball moving to the next open man so i just think he's one of those plug and play guys like a robert covington he will be one of the better three and d players in the is
1: that
2: robert portland who does robert covington play
1: for portland oh i are yeah. calling him robert portland now robert portland <laughs> Mr. Portland, Portland. Robbie
0: Portland. Yeah. All right. So at 12, the Kings are going to take Devin Vassell. Vassell, another 3 and D prospect, a little bit more athletic than Bay, a little more upside with his dribbling. He puts the ball on the floor a little bit more often than Bay does. The concern that's really arisen with Devin Vassell in the past month or so is with his jump shot. There was a video of him that kind of surfaced on Twitter where he was working out with a new trainer and his jump shot, which allowed him to shoot 40% from three at college at Florida state, all of a sudden looked completely different. And he was like catapulting it from behind. His head. <laughs> I got to see this. What's his name? Devin Vassell, just search Devin Vassell jump shot and it'll come up. And I think that kind of made NBA teams very nervous about him. <laughs> all of a sudden a little bit gun shy. I'd st- Devin Vassell came out in an interview and said he was just joking around in a gym when he was doing that. So I hope he got a good laugh out of that joke. Sounds
1: like bad cap to me.
0: Yeah, I hope he enjoyed that joke because it's probably going to cost him upwards of a million dollars. But um, I still have... He was still
2: drilling him though.
0: Yeah, I I still believe in him. I think he's going to be a solid player. I don't like him quite as much as Sadiq Bey just because I think Sadiq Bey's size and strength N- makes him uh, like a, a higher floor player but I think Vassell, um has a higher ceiling because he's already shown he can do some stuff off yeah, the bounce
1: it seems like bad cap to me bro he's got he's like they're in a drill he's not just like shooting around yeah exactly that's what I thought too like why would
2: you mess around in a drill like that yeah, he still drilled it though yeah I it doesn't that, matter the mechanics were a little ugly there <laughs> he still made it I know it doesn't matter he still made it though
0: at 13, the Pelicans are going to draft a guy who you really can't question his shooting at all, and that's Aaron e. Smith. the Probably one of, if not the best shooter in this draft, shot 52% on over 100 attempts last season at Vanderbilt, so he's just a sniper. I love Aaron Neesmith. I like him more than Bay or Vassell, and the reason I like Neesmith so much is that at off- at Vanderbilt, under coach Jerry Stackhouse, the Commodores ran a very NBA-esque offense where they had a lot of off-ball screens, a lot of movement. And so Vassell took a lot of three-pointers that are similar to the looks he'll be getting at the NBA level, where he'd come off a of pin down or off of even like an elevator screen. Like they took some plays that s- seemed like they were straight from the Golden State Warrior playbook and Smith excelled at that. So I think he's going to be well-prepared for what he sees day one in the NBA.
2: I would steal stuff from the best franchise in basketball too.
0: Yeah. And he's got good positional size. He's, he's not particularly quick on his feet or athletic. So I don't think he's going to be a plus defender, but I don't think he's going to be a defender guys pick on. So I would not be worried about that at all. Yeah. Lights out shooter. So I have him going 13 to the Pelicans. It's, I mean, yeah, it's going to be very important to add shooting around Lonzo and Zion. And so this is a step in the right direction. Another guy who I'd look out for here with the um, Pelicans pick is Jalen Smith. When we did the Pelicans preview, I mentioned how important it would be for them to get a center. Who's also a floor spacer and Jalen Smith is one of the few guys who I can say that about in this draft. So yeah, at 14, the Celtics with the first of their three picks, are going to take Tyrese Maxey, a guard out of Kentucky. Due to the Celtics roster crunch, they have a lot of players and limited roster spots. I think there is no way that they make all three of their picks in this draft. But if they did stay at 14, I have them taking Tyrese Maxey. Danny Ainge loves to take guys with good positional size, and Maxey certainly fits that billing. The main knock on Maxey is, is that he has trouble beating his defender in sort of a one-on-one context. But in the Celtics offense that tends to have such great movement and um, puts the defense in rotation and does a good job of sort of creating advantage situations, I think Maxi is going to be able to excel and show off his ability to attack the rim unfinished. And I think Maxey is going to be a guy who um, the Celtics think they can develop into a long-term player for him. At 15, do you guys or before I take the magic, do you guys have any thoughts about the last few picks?
2: I don't really know much about these guys. I appreciate no. the insight though. Yeah. At 15, I'm slowly, the magic. Surely I have them
0: taking Kyra Lewis Jr., a point guard out of Alabama. The main thing about Kyra Lewis Jr. is once he's drafted, he's probably gonna be in the 99th percentile of fast NBA players. Like De'Aaron Fox might be faster than him. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James might be faster than him. But Kyra Lewis Jr. is extremely fast. And he's a pretty decent shooter, too. He's only 19 years old, so still a lot of upside there. I think he's the perfect pick for the Magic. You need a point guard. Um, and especially since I think Kyra, due to his shooting, will be able to play next to Markel Fultz, too. So, I think um, Kyra is a guy who has some long term upside, good fit with them. So, yeah. Word. At 16, this was a pick that was interesting to make because four hours ago, I thought this would be the Portland Trailblazers pick. But all of a sudden, Robert like, Portland, <laughs> baby. The Houston Rockets have um, made it into the first Bobby round. Of- P. Yeah. And the reason that this pick was so hard to make. Is that not only did the Rockets not have a pick? So there was no like rumors or reporting about who they were interested in, but also they have a first time general manager in Rafael Stone and a first time coach in Steven Silas. So there's really no like analog to go off of here, which is why I took the biggest wild card in this NBA draft. And that is Alexei Pokashevsky, the uh, center out of Serbia. Alexei Pokashevsky, I think he's 7 foot 1 inch, 190 pounds.
2: Freaking bodied up, dude. And to put that
0: into context, I'm 5'11 and 140 pounds. And people say I'm skinny. So now you're adding on over a foot and only 50 pounds. And
1: that's... Yeah, I'm 6 feet, 175. Yeah. And so
0: Alexey's is just... Built like a stick
1: figure, basically. Yeah, bro, that's bad.
0: But if you bad. go watch his highlights, he dominated the league he played in. Which
1: really, that's um, dope.
0: It 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 was a European league. It was like the second tier Serbian league or something. I want to say oh, it yeah. probably wasn't too much better than the rec league that Channon dominated. In. I
1: freaking dominated that thing. He should have just kept playing there, dude.
0: Yeah, not the highest level of competition. And um, to Shannon's point, he probably will play there for a year more. Maybe he's a guy who I definitely consider a draft and stash candidate. So maybe he plays one or two more years overseas, honing his skill. Or maybe, maybe the Rockets draft him and decide they want him in the weight room training with their strength coaches right away. Like that's a possibility too. Polkashevsky is a guy who has a super high high end outcome because he's a 7-footer who can put the ball on the floor, block shots and shoot threes and that's just such an unreal combination like you hear the comparisons to Kristaps like i think that's a little i think Kristaps was a lot bigger than Pokusev even when Kristaps came into the league so i don't know about that um but i think yeah i think there's a 75% chance Pokusevski Never is a really NBA rotation player, but in that twenty-five percent chance where he does hit, that is just so tempting. And the Rockets are an absolute wild card, so why not take a gamble
2: on Bad. Alexey Shock.
1: see Alexey got absolutely nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, he looks. I can just see him being a star. Just like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know. He just looks interesting. He's an interesting man. Boy, well, I mean.
0: Um, The people always compare this draft to 2013. And in 2013, we saw a relatively unknown European guy go in the middle of the first round. And that turned out to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I'm not saying he's going to be the next Giannis, but who knows. Uh, Number 17, the Timberwolves are going to take Josh Green, a shooting guard out of Arizona. Great defender, very athletic. The swing skill for him is kind of a shot The shot. If he can hit the three-pointer, he's going to be a pretty good 3 and D guard. Um,
2: oh, I recognize this guy.
0: Yeah, he's he's got good cutting instincts too, very athletic. So he's definitely a guy who I think could outplay this draft stock. I think the main concern is just like if the shooting doesn't come around, there's not a lot of space in the NBA for guards who can't shoot. Ooh, so,
2: didn't yeah, he kill nice the Beavs this last year? I don't remember. I forget. He looks really familiar. At number 18,
0: I've got the Mavericks taking Desmond Bain, the forward or the wing out of Texas Christian. Desmond Bain, on the other hand, is a guy who there are no concerns about his shot. Well, there might be some, but not because it doesn't go in. Over. His career at TCU, he took, I think, over 500 threes, and he shot at above a 40% clip, so he can shoot the lights out. He is one of a very rare breed, an NBA player who has a negative wingspan, basically meaning his wingspan is listed as being shorter than his height, which is not common for NBA players, and sort of limits his upside on defense and sort of limits the um, ability he'll have to get his shot off in the NBA, like he'll need to be, I think, a little bit more wide open than your average wing to shoot the ball. Like when you watch him, it looks almost like a little T-Rex shooting. Like his arms are just very short. And, but uh,
1: come on, bro. But he's
0: got a strong base. He tries hard on defense, so I don't think he's going to be somebody people pick on on that end. I don't think. I don't think he has like very high end defensive upside. But I do think he'll be a good role player. I do think he's a guy who you can plug in and play almost immediately in the NBA. And the Mavericks, really, their best defender on the wing last year was for large parts of the playoffs. It was Dorian Finney-Smith and or even Maxi Kleba. So the Mavericks yeah. definitely need to add some wing defense. And I think Tyler Bay at 18 is about as good as you can hope for. It's
1: too bad they don't have a guy like... Robert Portland, something like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Robert <laughs> Portland.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good nickname for him. At nineteen, the moment we've all been waiting for. The Brooklyn Nets are gonna select Tyrell Terry, point guard out of Stanford. Now Tyrell Terry is in my opinion one of if not the best players in this draft. I think Lamelo's the best, but I think Tyrell has a case.
1: I gotta for see number some
0: he is an insane shooter, limitless range. Like he's got very real Trey Young upside. NBA teams give prospects ah. an IQ test where basically they watch film and they pause pause the film and ask in the, and ask the prospect to like make the read or say what they would do um, without knowing what's going to happen in the play. And Tyrell Terry broke the NBA record. For- he
2: also did go to Stanford. so That's yeah, dope, dude. Two. I would do horrible at that,
0: I think. And he did go to Stanford. So he's a very bright kid, very high character, great shooter, great competitor. And I think people hate on him because of his size. He's 6'3", 180 pounds. That's not small for a point he's guard.
2: He's
0: 6'1". Yeah, so at the combine in his most recent... Um, oh, yeah, he's 6'3 um, now, I guess. Yeah, coming a little higher. So I I do think that's one of the reasons he's been moving up NBA boards. Like, I liked him even before we knew he was
1: 6'3". I definitely see the Trey Young comparison.
0: I did see that high-end upside. And so Tyrell is a guy I still like. Apparently, he killed it in his interview with the Nets. Like, the Nets love him. Um, and why not? Like, their Nets coach is Steve Nash now. And I think Ty oh, Tyrell, yeah. Terry, if you can compare any player in this draft to Steve Nash, like I think Tyrell Terry possesses some similar traits. I just think he would be a beautiful fit on this Nets team. Yeah. He would be a great first developmental project for Steve Nash. He's actually nice. Yeah, I'm. I cannot wait to watch Tyrell Terry in the NBA. He's a guy who I just love. Like, I think he's. Gonna Do you like be
2: awesome.
1: Tyrell Terry? I like him a lot.
2: Mm. You like Tyrell Terry like, like I like Daniel Jones.
1: Pull that thing, boy. Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> no, dude, he's got a nice shot. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he like you said, he shoots it effortlessly. Yeah, he he yeah. looks good.
1: Yeah, he's better than I yeah. thought
2: he'd be for sure. I think well, his I
0: is like a Seth Curry type player, but I, I like do that. think easy, he has legitimate easy, like Trey Young killer.
2: But yeah, At twenty. They
0: are going to select another point guard, RJ Hampton
2: from the USA. Hey, I know
1: who that is, bro. Why do I know who that is? Yeah, RJ.
0: RJ Barrett? Well, he was a very highly, he was, yeah, RJ Hampton was a super highly touted high school prospect. Uh, He went to New Zealand and kind of saw his um, draft stock decline a little bit. But he's very athletic um very quick first step very good at getting to the basket which is important for a guard to do and over the past couple of months I think he's impressed teams with how his shootings developed like at his pro day he did look very good shooting the ball he's worked with um who is it Mike Miller Mike Miller's his shooting trainer now and it definitely shows like yeah. RJ's been putting in some serious work on that jumper and I I do you think that gives him some high upside he's still a young kind of prospect who is a, f- a little raw a few years away from maybe being ready to compete but i think if anybody's can take on that challenge it's the miami heat like they kind of like having those little experiment, experiment
1: yeah i i i think that's a good
0: fit for him yeah, yeah. so <laughs> (laughs) So I think RJ is going to be a good fit there. At twenty-one, the Sixers this might be a bit of a reach, but I have them taking Malachi Flynn, the point guard out of San Diego State. I definitely think the Sixers need some sort of upgrade over Shake Milton as sort of their shooting point guard, and I mean Ben Simmons can be the stand five feet away from the basket point guard. They need a shooting point guard. And I think Malachi Flynn can definitely do that. Um, At San Diego State, he was a good pick-and-roll ball handler, a good shooter. I think teams have concerns about his athleticism and his ability to get downhill to the basket, which will um, prevent him from being, like, that high of an upside guy. He's also kind of older. I think he's, like, 22 right now. So he's not a high upside pick, but I do think – Oh. Um, I do think the floor of him shooting, and his just IQ. He's got a good feel for the game. I think those are his skills the Sixers could probably use right away. Very competitive too. Like I think people have like been raving about his character and about his like will to win. So the Sixers could use some of that.
1: I feel yeah, like. they need that type of player. At twenty-two,
0: the Nuggets are going to take Precious Achua, the forward out no. of No,
1: don't do that.
2: What's wrong with presses Achua? Shut up, dude. Chanin trying to make sexy faces. <laughs> Sorry, you asked Chanin. for it. You asked for it anyways.
0: Yeah, so anyway, Achua, I like him <laughs> for the nuggets. He's another one of those um kind of raw guys. He doesn't really have any sort of a game on offense. He can't shoot. He can't dribble, terrible decision-maker, turned the ball over a ton at Memphis. But there are, Why is he getting drafts, drafted? <laughs> there are draft scouts who will tell you he's the best defender in this draft. There are mm. people who will say he's the only guy they think can guard every position from one through five. And I think a guy who you can say that about has some serious NBA upside. I think the Nuggets are going to take the leap with him. And I think he's a good fit with the Nuggets because even if the offensive skills don't turn out to be very good you at least can maybe have the hope that he can play off ball and sort of become like a good cutter or something that can play next to jokic and murray which i don't know i i think they'll just take a gamble on the defensive upside especially in terms of like the three members of their core right now are michael porter junior jamal murray and nikola jokic not a lot of defense you might as well take a gamble on precious becoming an nba player
2: well yeah because you're off it's not like you're in need of offense anyway
0: yeah at 23 the jazz are going to take trey jones the point guard out of duke trey jones oh, is, a guy yeah, who I know. is getting a little bit underrated he was the defensive player of the year in the acc he's also a solid shooter a pretty good decision maker He pushes the ball really well in transition. He's a guy who reminded me a lot of Fred VanVleet when I watched his tape. And I definitely think that's a guy who's got a place in the NBA. And so, yeah, that basically, like, Trey Jones is going to be a guy who I would be very surprised if he doesn't turn out to be a good NBA player just because of his defense and shooting, if nothing else. I don't think he has very much upside. Like, he's never going to be, like, a top 10-point guard. He's probably never going to be a top 15-point guard. Don't say that. But, but he's going to be a good rotational player for a long time. And that's why I like Trey Jones. At number 24, the Pelicans are back on the clock. And remember when they were picking at 13 and I suggested maybe they take Jalen Smith? Well, Jalen Smith fell all the way to them at 24. And that's why uh-huh. I have a little caveat here. We don't know what the Bucks' package was to acquire Drew Holiday but I've got to assume this pick was part of it. And so I'm pretty sure this pick is in the Pelicans' hands right now. But if I'm wrong, it, and it turns out the Bucks were somehow able to find five other picks, uh, this pick could be made by Milwaukee. But under the assumption that this was part of the holiday package, I think the Pelicans take Jalen Smith as a guy who can shoot threes and protect the rim. <clears throat> Jalen Smith, lack of athleticism, And lack of defensive upside, which comes from like stiffness and slow feet. That limits his upside. That's why he's not a lottery pick. But I think he's an awesome fit for the Pels here at 24. At 25, the Thunder are going to take Jaden McDaniels, the wing out of the University of Washington. McDaniels is a guy who went into this year. Don't need some water. Yeah. On people, I've been talking like nonstop for the past hour now.
2: We're the only one that knows.
0: <laughs>
2: but people thought
0: Jane McDaniels could be like a top five overall pick. He was super disappointing at Washington. Now he's like a late, mid to late first round pick. Uh, the Thunder love these athletic wings who have high upside, but are very underdeveloped. Jane McDaniels fits into that category. I think the Thunder definitely have a type. And Jaden McDaniels is that type. I definitely think the Thunder won't pass on the chance to pick him. And he does still have the upside. Like if he can, um, he's a 6'10 kid who's super long and can um, play with the ball in his hands. So there's always some upside there. At 26, the Celtics with their second pick of this draft, but not their last, are going to take Leandro Balmario, a small forward out of Argentina. I think the only reason the Celtics would take this guy is just, they won't have this pick in all likelihood, but if they do have this pick, I do think they take Bomario just because they can draft and stash him, which basically means he can play. He still has two more years left on his contract in Spain. So he can just play a couple more years in Spain before he comes and joins the Celtics. And um, I Think that's something that the Celtics would. Find. I didn't.
1: I didn't know that draft and stash thing. I didn't know that was a thing. That's dope.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of a player who we would know who um has had it used on. Like, do you know Chuma Okiki, the fun or the, the magic sick name? Yeah, the Neither. magic. The magic signed him today, and he was a draft and stash guy. Um. Yeah, I'm sure there are more at home forgetting of who would be a better example. At 27, the Knicks are on the clock again, and they take Cole Anthony. The guard out of North Carolina was considered, like, a top five pick going into this. Yeah,
1: dude. I remember that. I remember the Cole Anthony. That's to do with the little, like, baby dreads, right? Yeah.
0: I think me me and Shannon saw him live and in person at the uh, Moda Center, right? What? At the Nike. Were you there at the Nike? No,
1: I think that was Tanner. I think
0: that was Tanner. Were you not with us, though? Uh, No, no. Okay, well, so Chan missed out on a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see a guy who I think is going to go 27th overall in the draft to the New York Knicks. Um, I mean, I still think Cole maybe has some potential. I do think his athleticism did not translate in the way some people hoped it would. Like, um, he has a tough time finishing through contact. His first step isn't as explosive as I hoped but he can still create shots for himself. His feel doesn't seem tremendous at this point. Like big part of it could be due to the lack of spacing and lack of very good teammates in North Carolina, but he wasn't a very good like creator at that level, which sort of was a disappointment. But yeah, anyway, Cole Anthony, 27 to the Knicks. Another guy who I thought of for the Knicks um, was Nico Mannion.
1: Oh, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. um, Nico.
0: Yeah. I do think it's important to like parachuting and and um, yeah, basically just parachuting next to RJ Barrett. And <laughs> he's definitely a shooter. Plus, a roast, Jonah. And I. Well, I mean, if you're gonna have a lead it's ball handler, you can't shoot. You've got to have. A ah, yeah. player, that's but,
1: realistic. bro. It's and like I think the offensive. analog
0: here is like. Last year, the uh, Knicks took Ignaz Brozdakis, and the second round, he was another um, redheaded genetic mistake. So I definitely think that Nico Mannion- Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> <laughs> you but,
0: nah, Jesus, yeah. that's the most controversial thing you've ever said, ever. I was joking. That's a quote from Entourage, but anyway. Um, Who?
1: Yeah.
0: Entourage. Oh. Yeah, have you ever seen that show? No, I haven't. It's good. I think I've
1: heard of it. I've heard of it.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're gonna take Nico. I think Paul makes a lot of sense. Twenty-seven, the Thunder. Or no, twenty-eight, the Thunder, Robert Woodard the second.
1: Robert Portland? I don't think so. He's in Portland, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, just another big oversized um wing. Uh uh yeah, just great positional size. He's not a good shooter. Um, not really. Can't really do anything on offense, so that's why he's this low in the draft, but the Thunder definitely have a few of those already. At 29th, the Raptors select Tyler Bay out of Colorado, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Great ball hawk into uh, passing lanes, and will get a lot of steals. I just don't really think he can shoot it well enough to be a very good NBA player, but I do think Tyler Bay has some fans out there. I think the Raptors will take a chance. And the last pick of the first round is Isaiah Stewart to the Boston Celtics, the center out of Washington, lost a lot of weight during quarantine and can now semi shoot three pointers. So I think that's kind of revived some interest he has amongst NBA teams, but um, a little undersized to play center. Wasn't an awesome defender in college. So, um, or he was a good defender in college. I just don't think it will translate to the NBA because he'll be playing against guys who are three or four inches taller than him. But, yep, that's the first round of the draft.
2: Dude.
0: That probably got very dry after
2: a while. Great work. It's great work by you, as always. And also, I'm interested to see if, like, it actually happens, too. Like, you really think Isaac will drop to nine?
0: Isaac Akora.
2: Yeah. Um.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, somebody's going to have to drop. Like, whether it's him or Avdia or uh, Okangwu. Like, one of those guys is going to have to drop tonight. So, what It's we,
2: inevitable? What's more likely to happen? Warriors get Obi Toppin or LaMelo Ball? Uh, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball would look good in Warriors uniform. I, he'd look horrible. You know who's gonna look awful, Robert Covington.
1: There's a waste of time saying that because it's not true. We've already seen him look absolutely fantastic in red. And black, in red. Yeah, in red, yeah.
2: That's facts. I don't
1: know. I'm not. I can't speak on brown though. We'll have to see about brown. Who? How he looks in brown
0: for our no. New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, Wait, that's what? Too bad.
2: Our, our city jerseys are brown. Oh, those Oregon ones. Yeah yeah the base color is brown yeah they're very ugly
1: <laughs> i think they're kind of sick
2: i didn't know that wow okay but yeah guys this was good um good job jonah you're a freaking animal man Facts. you're a freaking beast i don't even know how you know all these guys but there's a there's quite a few pack 12 guys in there mixed in at the end last two picks of yeah. the first round could be packed twelve. but guys
0: yeah and i think in the second round nico manning is probably going to get drafted pink Pritchard. <laughs> Drafted. um i have nothing you like against- nico manion yeah I have, n- I have nothing against nico manion <laughs> i just don't really think he's gonna be a good nba player i think I he know. could be
2: who knows
1: i don't think he will be
2: where's peyton going i think
0: he could he's gonna go in the top 10 picks of the second round
2: to who
1: my tv will be off by that point i
0: don't know who's gonna take peyton pritchard Ah, uh, the one other pick I wanted to talk about: forty-six Portland Paralyzers, Jay Scrub, I think, is the pick there.
2: Let's go. Yeah, dude, let's go. Lamelo Ball. I'm gonna be a Warrior. Obi Toppin could be a Warrior. James
1: both top. of them. They're both gonna be Warriors. James Wiseman most likely gonna be. A all,
2: all three of them are gonna be Warriors. Let's go. We're gonna be stacked. Eric Pascal, dude, and then what's his name? Um, my boy. Jordan I'm Poole. so tired right now. What's his name? Michigan boy. Little mustache. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. I think
0: by the end of Wednesday night, Bob Myers will have found a way to trade for every first
2: round pick. And the, <laughs> and the,
0: and the Warriors will just draft every player. The first round.
2: <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> That's That's great. Just have two separate franchises. Just have a crazy farm system in the G League. Have everybody on two-way contracts. Send guys up and down. Farm system. <laughs> Be sick. Okay. Good job, Jonah, as always. Shannon, I'm so My glad. brothers. I'm so glad that you gave a new Thanks. nickname to Robbie. Robbie Portland. Yes,
0: sir. Thanks for sharing this
2: glorious
0: evening with us,
2: Shannon. Thanks, bro. Yes. Thank you, guys. guys hopefully yeah. you don't get too big for us, you know?
1: Well, I mean, I do you in the gym quite a bit, so... <laughs>
2: are that- you going to a gym? No, <laughs> I work out right here. Right there. That's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't go to a gym right now. I don't uh, want to get sick. That's bad cap.
0: I guess I will see you guys on Thursday. Yes. yes. I'm gonna yes, make sir. I'm gonna make
2: time stamps and I might make like indi- I might try to make yes, like individual sir. videos, maybe. Yes. For, for, for what? For like I will obviously post the whole thing, but maybe you can go like I can make a video where it's like picks one like the top three. Oh yeah or something like that
0: yeah like top portland. three four through, through 10 11 yeah. through 20 21 through
2: 30 yeah something like
0: but that I, I think we started to make pretty good pace once we got like to pick 15
2: oh yeah, yeah. i thought this was fantastic robert portland all right cool all right, i'll get out of yeah. here for so we don't get too much robert covington asmr okay Ah, bye. later bye guys later.